When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. It's time for Black Wall Street Today. Black Wall Street Today. The premier media hub for black businesses, related politics, news, growth strategies, and events. Black Wall Street Today explores entrepreneurship opportunities for economic development while highlighting business owners, trendsetters, and community leaders. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings, greetings. I am super excited. This is the inaugural episode of Black Wall Street today. We had a slight delay due to Hurricane Florence, but we are safe and sound. We are here. I'm going to get right into the show, y'all. Y'all got to be as excited as I am. Um, I'm just going to talk about seven reasons why a show like this has to exist in Hampton Roads and beyond. Um, First is, you guys know it, the black dollar is very significant extremely significant. Um, There is an organization by the name of Target Media News that actually, um, incidentally, its founder passed away yesterday, but it researches and reports on the black black dollar in every category. Um, So it highlights the various regions in the United States in terms of how that dollar is spent. I mean, it breaks it down to the nth degree. And so my math suggests that we spend right around $10 billion um, every year in the Hampton Roads region. That is ginormous spending power, but it has yet to translate into any significant wealth for our community. So that's reason number one why this show has to exist. Uh, Number two, black business, right, to that end, it needs its own media platform in order to get there. Um, We've got to be the ones telling our own stories. We have to celebrate our own successes. We create our opportunities for public relations and advertising. Uh, Number three, this platform gives black business owners another tangible resource for professional development, um, which is huge. It gets us out of the we don't have anything mindset, which simply isn't true. We have tons. Um, We have significant resources here. Um, And so we're going to grow this region through this media platform. Because we haven't had our own media, we have a lot that we don't even know that we have. Um, So so that is that's sort of the gap that this show is filling in the marketplace. The next thing is the strength of the show helps shape a positive perspective about what it means to do business with black business owners and to do business as a black business owner. Um, There is obviously a a stigma associated with business in our community. Some of it is true, some of it it is founded, um, but we're gonna bring very clear examples that there is strong black business um, in Hampton Roads. Um, So we're gonna develop that pride that we need in order to execute with excellence. Um, And we're gonna have accountability in that process. Uh, Number five, we can communicate with those that govern or those that would govern our operations on a public platform. We are creating access for everyone. How exciting is that? Number six, um, our group absolutely matters. Now, don't get me wrong, we don't exist as a radio show because we don't like other groups or because we believe in separation or because we believe our group is better. It's none of that. Um, But our group absolutely does matter. Our numbers matter. Our progress matter. Our business absolutely matters. Um, And so the seventh reason why we exist is because there are untapped opportunities for success. In fact, I'm going to highlight just a couple 
um, that have been put forth by the Association for Enterprise Opportunity um, that publishes a, a report every year. And I'm just going to read this because I think it's it speaks to the spirit of Black Wall Street. Since a strong entrepreneurial spirit among Black Americans has spurred the creation of untold numbers of Black-owned businesses going back centuries and certain times in history has, result, has resulted in thriving communities of enterprise, such as the Black Wall Street of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the bustling Shaw neighborhood of Washington, D.C. And indeed, we've, we've seen similar things right here in Hampton Roads. Norfolk has had a thriving Black business community. Portsmouth has had a thriving Black business community. However, today, Black-owned businesses on the whole lag behind the average U.S. firm in terms of size and revenue. Ownership rates trail those of non-minority groups, and the failure rate is high, right? So you guys have probably seen the statistic floating around on the internet that says that Black business has grown by 400% in the last year. I shared it with my husband, and he said, no, 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 let's, let's be clear about this. We're not there yet. While these facts have been well documented, this particular initiative aims to reframe and restart the conversation associated with support for Black businesses by highlighting the resilient spirit of these aspiring entrepreneurs, painting a vivid picture of the rich diversity of Black-owned businesses, modeling the impact of unleashing their potential economic power, and bringing a new understanding to the unique barriers that these businesses experience. So, in summation, we do have tons of business, right? But we have not really grown at the rate that we need to go in order to sustain our communities, number one. And number two, we are over-indexed in certain industries, such as beauty, right? But we're under-indexed in um, in those, those industries that would really propel us forward as a community, such as real estate, such as finance and banking, right? So again, we're we're here for we're here for that reason. We're gonna again we're gonna grow this region. So I'll get into a little bit of the um, what you can expect from every show. Um, we're going to bring dynamic speakers to inspire and empower you every single week. Um, beginning today, I think you will you will find that that will be true. Inspiring and empowering speakers, no matter what phase of business you find yourself in, um, we're gonna have something that's going to that's going to lift you. Um, we're definitely going to bring local as well as national news. Um, and then we'll have a segment every week called Add This to the List. And I'll get into what that means later. That's an interactive segment. Hopefully our Facebook viewers will chime in um, and help us add this to the list. Like I said, we'll talk about that in a bit. And then we will highlight business events in Hampton Roads. So I have several that I'm going to be highlighting today. Um, and I'll talk to you about how you can uh, get your business event highlighted on our show as well. But without further ado, guys, I want to introduce our very first guest on our very first show. He is certainly worthy of this. Um, we're just you know, humbled and blessed that he is joining us today. Um, this gentleman has been an owner and operator of quick service restaurants for over 30 years, um, primarily as a franchisee of Burger King and Pizza Hut operating upwards of 70 plus businesses, 70 plus restaurants up and down the East Coast, um, having employed thousands of, of individuals. Um, Mr. Bland actually began his career as a commercial lending officer for the Continental Bank of Chicago and served as vice president for commercial lending for the Independence Bank of Chicago. 
That's just one piece of his portfolio. He's also, and I love the fact that he's engaged all sides of his intellect, um, he's also the former chairman of the State Council of Higher Education for Virginia um, and served on its executive committee for seven years. He currently serves as a board member of the Virginia State Chamber of Commerce, serves on the board of directors for Centera Healthcare, um, he serves on Randolph-Macon's College Board of Trustees. He serves with the Hampton Roads Community Foundation uh, as a board chairman and then president of Healthy Neighborhood Enterprises. There are many, many accolades here. I'm not going to read his entire bio, uh, but we're going to engage in uh, what I hope will be a fantastic conversation. Let's please welcome Mr. Gil Bland to the show. How are you? Thank you, Blair, for uh, for inviting me. Uh, what a wonderful opportunity for the community and for uh, for your organization. It's uh, it's a privilege to be here. I think awesome. your forum is uh, is timely, and uh, and hopefully uh, uh, I can participate and and lend some advice and counsel. Fantastic. I'm just just as grateful to have you, and um, looking forward to what our partnership will mean for for Hampton Roads and beyond. So. I got to ask you this. I got to just kind of get right, you know, right out of the gate and ask this question. Was it your intention when you got started in franchising to operate more than 70 restaurants? Like, did you know that on day one that you were just going to hit the ground running and make it as big as it as it became? Uh, let me back up a bit. Okay. It, it began, uh, I have an undergraduate degree in accounting and economics. And okay. then went to uh, what was at the time the only HBCU that had an accredited MBA program, Atlanta University, okay. where uh, I was uh, influenced by entrepreneurs and professors who uh, encouraged us to be entrepreneurs. And the thought was wow. that we get experience in a major organization, which I did in Chicago. I went to work for the sixth largest bank in the country and uh, ended up going to work for one of my customers, George Johnson of Johnson Haircare Products, who is the owner of the largest African-American-owned bank in the country, Independence Bank. And, you know, it was there I saw uh, entrepreneurs uh, daily in Chicago, uh, lending money to them, giving business advice, and decided that, uh, indeed, I would follow the, the counsel of my professors and try to be an entrepreneur. With that background, uh, really didn't matter what type of business. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but uh, once I got into it, I wanted to be as, as strong as I could. Well, being large isn't necessarily uh, the goal. Yeah. Uh, being profitable is, uh, is more of a goal. Sure. I think that franchising in general is uh, not an opportunity that we pursue as, as much as we could or as we should as a community. So uh, I'm excited to hear more about you know, what that meant for you. I know you ended up becoming president of a national association. Of so, um, I did. Black. Okay. I was elected a uh, national president of the African-American Franchise Association uh, for 10 years. But, you know, back to the franchising bit and something for your listeners to consider. The old saying, you're in business uh, for yourself, but not by yourself. You're buying into an established system yeah. uh, with processes and protocols that, you know, if you apply your own individual um, talents to, can can really be a great way to start business. Wow. Exciting. So at what point in your career did you realize that you also wanted to have an impact on, say, higher education? Let's start there. Well, uh, you know, it's, with our business, we were uh, quite active in the community. We were sponsoring a number of events and 
I, I always had the philosophy that education and health care were probably the, the best pathways to success in our community. Uh, I grew up in rural Virginia uh, with parents who were not college educated. I grew up in Jim Crow, Virginia. And, you know, but for education, but for higher education, uh, I would not have had an opportunity to do what I'm doing today and saw it as an opportunity to help others. So you know, I began investing in the community, supporting, sponsoring events, and gained the attention of, of some people in government and the colleges, and they invited me to, to participate with them, and uh, it's, it's been very productive. The State Council of Higher Ed that you spoke to, uh, we're the coordinating body for all the colleges in Virginia, uh, both public and independent, like uh, Hampton University, okay. and oversee all that they do. So it was an honor to be chairperson. Okay. And so what does it look for look like for you right now? I understand you've sold many of the restaurants. You're still operating a few of those. What's the next kind of phase for you? Well, uh, you know, continuing the uh, the path of, of being involved and engaged in our community, in January, I became the president and CEO of our local Urban League affiliate. Yes. Uh, and as you probably know, and I hope your listeners are, are aware, the Urban League is the oldest civil rights organization in America, tracing its roots back to well over 100 years with all types of giants who have uh, who have led the Urban League. So it's a privilege to, to engage in this process, uh, particularly in Hampton Roads. We have the 13th largest African-American population in the seven cities that comprise Hampton Roads. Right, over 500,000? Over 530,000 at the last census count. Uh, unfortunately, we are in the top 10 list of too many lists we do not want to be on. Exactly. For example, incarceration, poverty, uh, recidivism, uh, high school dropouts. And to the degree that Urban League and and my involvement with them can help change that. And that's where I'm dedicating most of my time and resources. Great, great. And anything else on the entrepreneurial front or investing? How are you well, flexing uh, that muscle? I, I'm, we always keep our eyes open yeah, for opportunities. For opportunities. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, I think that we are poised at this point to take our first break. This is day one for me. I'm yeah, are we there? Not quite there? All right, well, we'll keep going with, with Mr. Blair then. <laughs> yeah, tell us. I, lo- I love your energy, Blair. I'm excited. I-, I love this. I love what we're doing. And again, I'm excited to have you. So You have an opportunity to make a great impact. Uh, there's nothing like media. I mean, for example, in my business, uh, I've been a franchisee of, of national, almost global brands. In fact, they are global right. brands. And if we're off of TV for one week, even though there's no one in the world who doesn't know the name of Burger King or Pizza Hut. But if we're off TV for one week, uh, we'll see a drop in sales. So wow. uh, I encourage everyone in every endeavor to use media. So absolutely. I applaud what you're doing. Yeah, that's absolutely why we're here. So looking at the, at the, at the Burger King Pizza Hut opportunity in particular, is it still... Is it still something that you would suggest someone to get into? Or are there other franchises that you would say maybe create a, a better opportunity at this point? You know, rather than than recommend or, or not recommend any particular brand, I, I think the notion of franchising, as I said earlier, is yeah. a great way for many to start because there, there are a lot of very talented uh, business folk who, who 
you know, have been fairly successful in corporate America, but being on your own is a lot different. And franchising offers a playbook to use. You know, you may or may not stay with it. You can, you know, take that experience and create your own brand or your own business. But, and, you know, I, th I think it's, it's an opportunity or an option sure. worth exploring. Do you do any franchise But with that said, oh, uh, there are very few minorities, uh, particularly African-Americans in the country, who are engaged with the global brands. Part of it's cost, uh, but there are a number of barriers that I've just not seen uh, a lot of us engaged. Yeah, good segue into what I was going to ask. But we are consumers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in that line, uh, you know, we encourage companies to invest back in our communities, but... It should be an opportunity for an entrepreneur if, uh, you know, if your community is a major consumer of the brand. Sure. I've seen several um, companies come up that kind of um, serve as you know, mitigation or mediation between individuals and uh, franchise opportunities. So franchise consulting type um, companies. Is that something that you would offer to the public is um, maybe some some public speaking around franchising or you know, one consulting? I, 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 do, I do a lot of that. I, I mean, I always do it, you know, pro bono, um, just as a courtesy and, sure. you know, extension of, of community networking. Uh, and, you know, with that said, I, I'm sure I, along with others, could hang out a shingle and, and do it for pay, but uh, I've not explored the commercialization yeah. of advising, really strictly just being networking. Sure. And that's part of going back to being a banker. You know, as a banker, you learn to ask questions. You learn to attempt to guide people into the right decisions. Because yeah. you're trying to get your loans back, repaid. Right, right. <laughs> it's, just a, it's a sore need. And so um, I'm certainly going to be calling on you to speak in that capacity as we, as we work with entrepreneurs that are interested in franchising. So I'm glad that that is an offering of yours, for sure. Well, I would say too. <clears throat> you know, you, you, I was listening to your intro, and and I applaud all the principles that you talked about. And you talked about events. And Urban League was grateful of joining with um, with the Black Chamber of Commerce when we hosted an event at the Slower Library a, a few months ago. But it was well received and uh, and well attended. Fantastic. Look forward to doing that again in the future. So now I'm getting a notice that we should take a break. Be right back with uh, our next segment. A few more moments with Gil Bland and the second guest. See you all soon. Excellence is being able to perform at a high level for a long period of time. The next level success is just a step away. Stay tuned. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after a word from our underwriting sponsors. Can I have your attention for a moment? Listen. Did you hear that? That was the sound of cancer cells being eradicated with proton beam therapy. If caught in time, a cancer diagnosis does not have to be a death sentence. It doesn't have to be painful, and it doesn't have to subject you to the many side effects of traditional radiation. The Hampton University Proton Therapy Institute invites you to live your life and let us fight your cancer with the most precise cancer treatment available. And now that precision is even sharper thanks to the addition of pencil beam scanning. PBS has treated over 1,800 patients and is only available in select proton facilities in the U.S. The actual treatment lasts two minutes or less. Remember this sound. A healthy, normal life can be yours again, cancer-free. 
find out how, call the Hampton University Proton Therapy Institute at 877-251-6838 now. We are back, and we are still here with our first guest, Mr. Gilbert Bland. We are finishing up, and I just have a couple more questions. Um, first, what would you say, um, Gil, uh, sort of in closing for um, someone who's looking to jump into entrepreneurship? Any kind of words of inspiration or words of caution or encouragement? What, what would you say? Uh, caution would, would be an operative word. Uh, most small businesses, minority or non-minority, fail Absolutely. within the first five years. Uh, in part, they don't plan properly, which means capitalization, experience, uh, partners. If you have partners, if both of you do the same thing, you probably need a different partner. Uh-huh. Uh, but having the necessary capital to get started uh, so that your company can sustain uh, tough times is critical. Uh, one other thing I would I would add, and I think what you're doing here with both the Chamber of Commerce and this radio show is so imperative, and it's been a hallmark of what I've attempted to do throughout my life, and that is networking. Uh, you know, the ability to, to meet and chat with people and learn their sh- strengths and experiences and apply it to yourself, because in turn they will reach out, most likely at least some will uh, help you. So I think networking is, is critical, uh, along with planning and, and preparation. I would like to add one other comment, and it, it moves away from the business front, but one of my great joys, I serve on a major healthcare board. And uh, last week I was in New York with other uh, African-American directors of major healthcare organizations across the country, and we were discussing the disparities in healthcare for our communities. Yes. And I encourage all of us, you know, we have family members, friends, you know, who, who ought to do screenings and, and checkups. And uh, I know that the uh, major healthcare organizations in Hampton Roads are, are open and receptive. Uh, so I encourage you to, to monitor your health. It, it is uh, but one chance to do it right. So uh, Absolutely. please, please monitor your health. Awesome. Thank you for that. And I think it, you know, it bears repeating. So certainly relevant here, even in the context of this discussion. Um, we, we need a health focus. So, well, I thank you so much for our time today. I look forward to having you back on the show on a, on a recurring basis. It was a privilege. Basis. Yes. Thank you. Good thank luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. And with that, we will head to our next segment. Add this to the list, y'all. Add this to the list of Black-owned business to support in Hampton Roads. We did it. Yeah, so this is an interactive segment, right? I'm really looking for Facebook viewers to um, to talk about positive experiences they are having with Black-owned business in Hampton Roads. I uh, hadn't, hadn't seen anything pop up as of yet, but I prepared a few positive experiences of my own that I'm going to share prior to bringing in our second guest. Um, first is, and I promoted this on Facebook earlier this week, Nothing Bunt Cakes on Volvo Parkway in Chesapeake. First of all, if you've never had a nothing but cake, then you're already missing out. Uh, but I was so delighted to find out that there is now a Black-owned nothing but cake franchise in Hampton Roads. Delicious cake, a variety of flavors. You go in, they always have all of the flavors that are on their menu. Um, they do a fantastic red velvet. Um, I believe they're open till about six o'clock during the week. Um, certainly some place to check out. The location again on Volvo Parkway is black owned delicious cake. They have, so if you're, if you're watching things like me, you're watching things, they have buntinis and they have buntlets. A buntlet is a little bit larger than a cupcake. Um, just delicious. 
They have coupons, the whole nine yards. So pop in, check them out, spend a few dollars there. Better yet, bring your friends with you, right? Number two, uh, Minuteman Press Downtown Norfolk, y'all. So Minuteman Press, another franchise opportunity. Uh, Minuteman Press Downtown Norfolk is black owned. They specialize obviously in printing, um, but they also do quite a bit of design work as well. Um, I've had nothing but positive experiences doing business there with uh, Miss Gail Patrick um, and Mr. Jeffrey Patrick. Uh, very, very friendly and humble people. For your printing needs, show up at Minuteman Press Downtown Norfolk. Third business, again, add this to the list. Um, add Groomed for Greatness Learning Center in Norfolk. Um, it is owned by Miss Nini House. She has a tremendous vision, wants to open additional uh, learning centers across Hampton Roads, doing a fantastic job there with children. We actually hosted a food giveaway there uh, just last month. A wonderful business owner. If you've got little people, this is not really a promo because she's always full, is what I heard. <laughs> but definitely, uh, you know, if you're going to be considering in a year or maybe in two years, putting your children in daycare in Norfolk, then Groom for Greatness Learning Center is certainly one to check out um, right there in the five points section of Hampton Roads. Uh, number four on my on my add this to the list list is Cobalt Grill. I had a wonderful birthday party this year at Cobalt Grill. A lot of folks don't know that Cobalt Grill is black owned. It's located in the hilltop section of Virginia Beach. Um, I'm going to say it's four to five star food. Um, wow. Just a experience, right? <laughs> um, the owner actually has another restaurant, a little bit, a little bit not as high end um, called Stokely's that is also in Virginia Beach. But if you're looking for somewhere nice to do a date night, um, beautiful ambiance, they do have a really nice happy hour right there at Cobalt Grill in the hilltop section of Virginia Beach. Um, and then number five, I'm really excited about this one. Um, and it's Dudley's Commercial Driving School, founded by Thomas Dudley. Gentleman is 26 years old and has opened a commercial driving school right here on the peninsula. And I'm going to talk about um, where you can actually meet Thomas Dudley coming up here in the next month or so. Uh, but very excited there. If you're looking to get your CDL, um, or if you just want to pop up and just uh, you know give some support um, to Thomas Dudley. Again, it's Dudley's Commercial Driving School. Seeing none here on my on my interactive Facebook piece, I'm going to get into our very next guest, y'all. Let me calm down because this young man's story kind of <laughs> evokes some very strong emotion for me. Um, I am so delighted and excited to, um, to introduce um, this particular company. Uh, I, okay, so maybe, maybe all of you, you know, have family members or close friends that decided that they wanted to, you know, develop a national watch and lifestyle brand. Maybe that's the case for you guys. Maybe this is the norm. But for me, when I had the opportunity to meet Randy Williams and to hear about not only his passion for community, but his entrepreneurial spirit, it just blessed me. So I'm, I'm excited to, to share Randy Williams today with our, with our watchers, our watchers, our listeners and our viewers. Um, Randy Williams, how are you? I'm good, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, congratulations on the show. I think what you're doing is great, man. And I know you had the passion for it. You sound like a natural. How long have you been doing this? 
man, I feel like I've been doing this. <laughs> but thank you so much. And thank you for bearing with me. I know we were supposed to start two weeks ago and then we had this storm, but you stuck in there. Acts of God, it. man, you can't control that. Absolutely. Listen, Tally and Twine. First of all, did a little bit of research, found out that the black community alone spends $333 million a year on watches. Wow. <laughs> That's just the black community, right? So so there's there's market there, right? Yeah. So how is it that you decided that you wanted to produce this beautiful line of, of watches and, and on? Well, um, after having a lot of failed uh, business opportunities or ones that kind of just fizzled out, you know, I was always looking for that next opportunity. And they always say, you know, and everything that I've read is satisfied need. Uh, sometimes they say scratch your own itch. And for me, I couldn't find a watch that was one that I wanted to wear that was in my price range. All the ones I liked were over $1,000, and I didn't have a budget Great. for that. Um, but also, the ones that were in my budget, I wanted to change the design, I wanted to modify it, I wanted to kind of customize it. And so, you know, I just went home one day, and I was on, actually on my lunch break, and I called my wife, and I said, you know, what do you think about me starting my own watch company? And she was like, yeah, go for it. So I don't know if that was a go for it, like, I'm, I'm busy right now, I can't really talk to you, or a go for it, and I really believe in you. Uh, but either way, you know, I took it to heart and uh, went home, went back up to my desk, actually, and started sketching out designs that day. And then from there, you know, that's where we are now. Yeah. And so you're not operating a, a retail storefront. You've no. got your business entirely no. online. Yeah. So you got this national platform. Yeah. We've seen you in Essence Magazine. Yeah. Like, thank you. wow. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, did you have that in mind, that this thing was going to be huge? or? Well, I was, I was told this by a mentor at an early age. He said, don't build a small business. He said, build a large business. Build a large business. Make that the goal from the beginning. And then that affects everything that you do. So all of the steps that you take in, uh, will be guided by the fact that you want to create a large business. Some yes. people create a business where the max out is $100,000 a year. And that's good. But if we want to really change our communities, we got to do more. If we want to provide jobs, we got to do more. And yeah, so yeah, I did <laughs> think it could be international because that's the wow. power. That's the power of the Internet. You know, it touches everybody. Uh, everybody can visit my website and go online. So I've been really excited and blessed to see the support that I've gotten and the people who purchase Talent Twine multiple times and tell, tell me how much they love it and send me personal emails. Man, it's been great. So it's a, it's a good ride. I'm I'm just excited, and I know that there's a there's a story behind the brand, right? Mm -hmm. So you gotta tell the tally and twine story. How how do we come up with the name, and what are some of those um, those brand indicators, if you will? Yeah, uh, well, tally and twine is actually an intersection in Portsmouth. It's an actual intersection. Okay. It used to be. Tell me where it is, real quick, because I want to ride by there and like yeah, memorialize it. <laughs> a lot of people in Hampton Roads are familiar with the Ida Barber area. Yeah. All right, so when I got to Hampton Roads, I remember talking to some guys uh, from my church and some guys from the neighborhood, and they were saying how bad Ida Barber used to be. And I mean, I was hearing about it for years. And so when I finally found out about the area, I see that now it's um, been redeveloped. They have houses there. And they had a program that allowed um, former residents and Portsmouth residents to become homeowners. So it's like a okay. homeowner path to ownership. Uh, helping people with their down payments and things of that nature. And I thought that was just so great. Like, this place had this huge reputation for crime, drugs, and now these people have an opportunity to build wealth. And that was just inspiring to me. 
And so that's why I named the company Italian Twine because I wanted it to be something memorable, but also meaningful. And to tell people that you don't have to finish the way that you started. You know, I didn't start off successful, you know, mostly I'm sure you know, the previous guests could say about all the times they actually failed at things, you know. Unfortunately, people only ask us about the wins. <laughs> they never ask yeah. us about the losses that we took. Yeah. And it's such a, uh, an integral part of any story, right? Mm -hmm. You can't even get to success without failing and failing and failing. So so for you, what, is, what does that look like? You mentioned other kind of false starts. What other business did you dabble in prior to finding your your goal model. man so many and mostly uh online because i felt i feel like and still feel like online tears down the barriers of entrepreneurship yeah. you know that is the entry point for the new millennial entrepreneur or anybody looking to start a business so something that would cost thousands and thousands of dollars you would have to buy a building you would have to uh, fix that building up get <laughs> get the shelf stock and then hope people walk by you know, in that physical location. And with online, I can push a button and I can reach everybody. Now, it's still a strategy behind it, but you sure. still have to do it. You know, so for me, um, I took, you know, a big loss in real estate, okay. uh, like a lot of people did in 2007 and 8. Yeah. Uh, right before I moved to Virginia, that's actually why I moved. Um, I have uh, relatives who live here, and they said, uh, why don't you come up here and look for a job? And so I actually took my last paycheck. I was working at a call center part-time uh, after, you know, my business didn't go well. Yeah. And uh, I took my last check and I just bought a one-way ticket, thank God, for AirTran. It was like <laughs> $79. Right. One-way ticket to Virginia, man. And I remember getting off the plane and I had a dollar in my pocket as I was standing outside of the airport waiting. And that was all I had. I probably had less than that because in my account, all of my accounts were negative. Uh, everybody is. knows what an overdraft <laughs> is, right? So right. all of my Bank of America and all that was negative. So I had less than a dollar, but I had a dollar in my pocket. And I was like, man, this is significant because this is a story that I'm going to tell one day. You know, when I came to Virginia, I had a dollar in my pocket. And um, something special is going to happen because of that. Amazing. So I know that the number seven is also significant as it mm -hmm. relates to your brand. Yeah. What, say more about that. Well, from a branding perspective, I noticed that uh, successful watch companies have certain things that make them stand out. Mm -hmm. You can notice what the brand is by just glancing at the watch. You don't have, nobody has to tell you what it is. And so I wanted to have something distinctive. So I chose to put only the number seven on our watches. Okay. And the number seven represents completion. Um, and to me, it serves as a reminder, you know, seven days in a week. Yeah. Um, it serves as a reminder to finish what you start. You know, a lot of times entrepreneurs get shiny object syndrome. And they chase this business idea and this one and this network marketing company and they're doing something different every week. But with this one, I was saying to myself that I really want to see this through to the end. I want to see how big it can be. And I want to test myself, you know, to see if all the things I've been learning over these years, can I actually apply it and just make it something successful? And you've done that. And not only that, what I love about you um, is that you consistently give back in our in our communities. I mean, when I asked you last year to participate in the entrepreneur fair, Booker T, you were you were right there, you know, and it was just it was amazing to me to see you and you know having this national platform and deciding, no, nothing's more important than what I can do with youth. And I know you've continued with opportunities like that. Where how does like what's the big picture for you as far as that is concerned, the the community piece? Um well it's just it's important to me because 
I, I grew up in a really small town. Okay. Uh, I've been talking about a population of about five, six thousand people, like super small. Wow. And so to even leave the town is significant to move away, but also to start a business when you don't really know growing up, you don't know anybody that looks like me who has a business. I don't know anybody who I could think of that I could go and say, hey, how do you do this, X, Y, and Z? Um, and so people having access and having the vision to see somebody that looks like them is super inspirational. You know, that's what did it for me is moving, going to college and seeing people, oh, there are other entrepreneurs that look like me that came from similar background. So if I can show myself to those people, you know, if I can lend a helping hand and be an inspiration, you know, that's one of the things that's most powerful to me because I know like it only takes, our people are so creative. You know, we have the talent and the imagination. All we're missing is the belief in ourselves. So if we can see ourselves doing it, there's really nothing that we can't do. I saw that light bulb turning on for students, you know, at the fair, like, oh, I can do this, you know, so I appreciate your capacity to give back in that way, because I believe that you know, that's a big part of what it's going to take. Again, you know, we don't even know all of the resources that we have because we don't always have access to those resources. So your being available, I mean, it's just just tremendous you know so thank you for that i do want to kind of go back to talking about the watches though yeah. because you've you've launched women's watches right yes, in february yes okay and so how did that go how they how sold out okay <laughs> because right now we're waiting until we yeah. get some more in um when? probably next month um okay. they'll be in and for sale i was looking at some pieces today uh, from the new line, man, it's gonna be great. We have uh, metal bands coming for the ladies and a lot of other colors and stuff. So, I mean, the ladies hit me up every single day. They want I those get watches. emails and messages. Shameless plug. I don't own Italian Twine watch. <laughs> I do have birthdays that come up every year and, you know, other holidays. Mm. So, yeah. Hope yeah. <laughs> you're listening. Right. Okay. Baby, listen. So, so okay. So the women have received watches, and then what? What other product lines are you developing, or do you already have going? Yeah, we have a um, couple of other accessories. So we have wallets, okay. toiletry bags, duffel bags. So I'm trying to create a complimentary um, okay. suite of products to complement the watches and put nice gift packages together because that's a big segment of our market is people buying them for gifts so yeah. you, know, you think of a watch you think of something significant like a graduation anniversary mm-hmm. birthday things of that nature and milestone right? yeah, yeah, yeah that's when i always got watches as gifts myself mm-hmm. before i started italian twine so i'm trying to create a, a suite of products around that mm, i love it mm-hmm. so is it the vision of italian twine to ever be in any store I know you may not be looking to do perhaps your own store, but are you looking to, what's your thought? Can you talk about that? Um, it's a vision of mine to have Talent Twine in front of people okay. and give them access to it. And so if that involves being you know, with the right retail partner, sure. it makes sense. It's um, it's always a plus. So for me, what I'm, I'm noticing in the market is that companies that have a huge retail presence are going out of business. They're closing stores. Mm. You got Toys R Us. Who's yeah. the number one competitor to Toys R Us? Amazon.com. Right. Amazon doesn't have any stores. You know, this is <laughs> a, a billion dollar company who doesn't own any stores. So when you think about that, I want to be where the puck is headed. I, I don't want to be where it is right now. So I want to be ahead of the curve and create an online presence. And if we do distribute through a retailer, then that's just um, icing on the cake 
you know, and it has to be the right retail partner. Um, but there's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of pluses and minuses when going through retail as well. That could cripple a small business. A lot of people, you know, aren't familiar with that. Yeah. Mm, good insights. Yeah, because I know a lot of people who are still, they want that retail space. They want a building. They want, you know, for some business models, maybe it makes sense. But for those that have a tangible product like you, perhaps not. So I think that's wisdom. Yeah, and also just as an entrepreneur, I I didn't want to be at the mercy of somebody else. I don't like begging. That was just like in my... (laughs) instilled in me by my grandmother like stop asking for stuff all the time if you want something go and get it yourself and I wanted to take it into my own hands because if I make Italian twine more successful the retailers will come to me you know I don't want to be at the behest of somebody else well why aren't you selling your product well these stores won't pick it up that's just an excuse because now you can sell directly to your consumer yeah and so you got a lot of those pieces obviously figured out. I'm sure you've built a, a massive I'm trying to figure it out. You got your email <laughs> campaign going. We see the, the boosted ads on social media, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, sponsored ads. Huge. I, I, I'm studying you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning, man. I'm still learning, so. Yeah, it's great. And, and super humble, too. I love it. I had one other question for you yes. about the watches. Oh, just in general, are you looking at or are you already involved in serial entrepreneurship? So apart from Italian Twine, do you have other kind of things that you're into? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, commercial real estate. Okay. Um, and then also I'm looking to purchase another uh, online business soon. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm always uh, entrepreneurship is, you know, way bigger than just Italian Twine. You know, to me, it's. It's a real lifestyle. It's, it's really about ownership and building wealth for your community and for your family and yeah. building something that's here long after you're gone. You know, that's yeah. really the purpose behind it. So. Yeah. And do you, do you take speaking requests? I take them. <laughs> I don't have much time for it, but I do take speaking requests. No, I love speaking. Uh, it's just that as Italian Twine grows, I get so busy. Yeah. And I don't want to take the focus away from Italian Twine, but I do love speaking. So as we continue to build out our team and I have other help, mm-hmm. you know, with other aspects of the business, then yeah, but I definitely speak from time to time. Yeah, well, we certainly loved hearing you. I got our producer. Is he, is he ready? All right, we're going to go to our next break and we will be right back. Please keep it locked. Talk to you soon. The biggest financial asset that you have going for you by miles is the value of your own earning power over the years. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. More important business insights are on the way. Stay locked in. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after these messages. Hey, 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 we are back with our second guest, Mr. Randy Williams, the president of Tally & Twine. Mr. Randy, could you close us out? Just give us some inspiration. What would you say to an emerging entrepreneur? I would say that the world is yours. The opportunity is here. And you have all the resources that you need. You know, go to YouTube University like I did, figure out how to do it, and then take action. Mm, I love it. Take action. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you being here. Thank I'm you gonna, for having me. Yes, sir. I, I look forward to having you as a, as a recurring guest on the show. I, sure. I'll, I'll be back for sure. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Black Wall Street Today. Continue the conversation via our Facebook page at Black Wall Street Today and request a feature by visiting our website at www.blackwallstreet.today.